Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we've got David Leo back in the studio. Mm. Welcome, David. Thanks, Jason. It's good to have you back after being away last week. Yeah. You're yes. up at uh, Scottsdale. I was. Nice place up there. We were doing the um, Stormco. I think I might, have, I might have talked about it before I went there, but mm. uh, you were there from... We started on Sunday and we left on just Saturday afternoon. Right. Yeah. A week up there. And uh, so what sort of things were you doing? You, you had... Um, School children on holidays. Yeah, you're doing things with them. Yeah, that's right. So we um, we had advertised for about a month that we're going to run a kids club in the community. Um, so that happened every morning. We had songs. We went through the the uh, theme of the story of creation, seven days of creation. Mm-hmm. We did crafts and had games, and um, you know, the, so kids from the community came every morning and joined us, and we got to share that story. And in the afternoon. Um, we were, uh, the idea was to help out some, uh, some of the people and places by doing yard work. But we had one person that, um, unfortunately she wasn't feeling well. She didn't, she didn't, um, have us over, but we basically want to find projects where the whole thing is to go with no agenda and just you know, do the kids club, do the, um, uh, do some work in the community, you mm. know, hopefully, uh, I'd, I'd love to see now that this is the first time I've done it. Mm. Now, I can see the benefits and, how important it is for the kids to to uh, see the value of serving others with no no agenda, no strings attached. Yeah, yeah. You know, they mm. they um, especially the kids. And we had a, we had a fairly young group. The oldest the oldest kid that we had was uh, sixteen, turning seventeen. Mm-hmm. And um, usually that's the youngest in a Stormco group. You know, oh, okay. yeah. So we had a we had a younger group, and so. Um, couldn't push them too hard, you know. I mean, when it came to the, the kids' club, these are basically kids that are some of them are just out of the kids' club age, you know, and, mm. and they're serving others. But um, yeah, they a, they did they did amazing, you mm. know. The connections with the kids, you know, we had, a, we had a couple of kids saying, "Can you can you guys not move and stay here?" You know, <laughs> and um, but the, yeah, there's there some um, yeah some really good connections there. And I met a uh, I met a, a worker there who does health work health work and uh, research, and he said. You know, and I said to him, in your three years here, uh, what's the, where do you think the, uh, the, the major work needs to be focused? And he said, oh, definitely in the, um, let's say the youth, uh, ch- children and youth health. And I said, what do you mean? You mean mental or physical? He said, both. Mm. I went, oh, okay. I said, and so I explained to him what we're doing. He goes, oh, yeah, things like that. Mm. We, we need things like that here, you know, mm. like just for the kids to, and, and the aim, like I keep telling the, um, our, our team, the aim is to make everyone that meet that we meet feel valuable. See, mm. the way that Christ makes us feel, we want to pass it on. We want mm. people to go, wow, these people really make us feel like we, we mean something. You know, so that was the, awesome. that was the goal. Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> um, today's Anzac Day. David, yeah. So, and, yeah, uh, that's right. It's a happy Tuesday and happy Anzac Day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, well, it's a solemn day, isn't it? It sure is. When yep. uh, people remember those who lost their lives in war. And uh, I know some friends who were going to get up early and go to the yep. dawn, dawn service. service. 
I haven't been to a dawn service um, since a long time when I used to play in a brass band. And, mm. of course, the brass bands are normally there playing. Sure. <laughs> yep. Providing the music and marching. Yeah. And uh, they, they provide a lot of solemnity to the service as they well. They do. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember those days. Um, I haven't played in a brass band for a long time. So. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's a solemn day <clears throat> where uh, we remember those who have lost their lives. And I guess it sort of connects with our, our uh, topic today a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes, it certainly does. Talking about I – mean, we, we're going out with this, – this is the end of the series of Abraham. Mm. And we're going out with the big test of faith. Mm. You know, and, um, yeah, so this, is, this is an amazing story, you know, if, if, if anyone hasn't heard it. But um, – you know, just when you're talking about Anzac Day, I think the last time I went to a dawn service was when I lived here in Hobart three years ago, and um, <coughs> I really appreciate the the service because it's important for me when I when I've taken my kids to make them realise that uh, that you know that that silence, mm. you know, like make them realise, man, there's a um, there's a time and a place mm. where where it needs reverence, you know, mm. it needs uh, a time of showing respect, you know, and it was important for my for my kids to see that, like, I've been trying to teach them that the importance of a time and a place, you know, mm. like you, you, mm. there's, there's things like that. And I'm so glad that Anzac Day is still here to serve as a a time of um, us having to appreciate that we stand on shoulders of people that have gone before us, that have given literally given their lives, you know. I, mm. When you read stories like that, um, you know, what's the... What's the uh, there's a there's a guy oh I'm so sad that the, the the name's gone from my head William something but he's a he was a Salvation Army guy and and the uh, and and the things that he did you know in those days it's just amazing and I've read other stories too it's not, where it's not William Booth is it that you think of was it William wasn't Booth? William Booth I think was the Salvo yeah, early perhaps. founder of the Salvo movement yeah it's a great story like mm. it's an amazing story but the things they put forward you know and some of these um, when I read some of these old records of love letters you know where uh, yeah, pe- the, the the woman back at home is sending letters to him and, and he's sending letters back to and, and just the words that are in there you know we just have to appreciate that these guys left their lives you know in Australia New Zealand uh, England you know they, to take the to go over to to fight for freedom, you know, mm. and uh, I mean, we can sit here now and just say things that we we, we want to say and li- live in a de- democratic democratic society because there were others that went before us to do that, you know. I mean, if we didn't learn to appreciate that, I think we'll just be uh, entitled little brats. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we'll we'll start with a bit of a an intro or a review of where you've been um, yeah. with this series, and we're going to wrap it up today with uh, focusing on Genesis chapter twenty-two. So, would yeah. you like to uh, just give us a summary? Yeah, so I'll give a summary of where we've come from. Mm. We started off talking about uh, the promise that that um, that God gave to Abraham, and. <laughs> I'm gonna throw in. You know, I'm so glad the story of Abraham's in the Bible mm. you know, that, that memorializes what God's gone through, you know, and what He continues to go through for us, for our freedom, our mm. freedom, of, you know, to choose salvation. Um, so it started with a promise to Abraham, but Abraham was living in a in a world where he was basically um, in a, a heathen or pagan world where he was worshiping other gods, and he decided to listen to this God who said, you know, you leave your your home. Take everything with you, and you know I've got this promise that from you, this whole nation will come from you. And uh, the journey was for Abraham 
listening to that one God amongst other gods, well, was that going to take him? So that was really an act of faith. And um, we went through uh, the journey of, you know, being with um, Promise the Son, uh, the journey of um, with his uh, with his wife Sarah, Solomon, Gomorrah, um, just the just the building up of Abraham's faith in this one God, mm. and we come to this. This is like a climactic turnaround. You know mm. what we're about to what we're about to read and go through in the Genesis twenty two. This is where things come to a head. Mm. You know where where is Abraham now? You know we've just finished. We 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 haven't gotten through it ourselves, but um, just before this story, uh, because. Because Sarah and Abraham believe that they may not have the son, they got one of their servants, a female servant, Hagar, and um, Sarah suggested to Abraham, why don't you have a child to our servant? And so they they uh, did that, and a, a boy named Ishmael was born, and um, that kind of that, that kind of forfeited, or not forfeited, that, that kind of jumped ahead of what God promised, because mm. that's not what God's, you know. That, that wasn't, wasn't his plan. No, mm. no. So that just happens before Genesis 22. Mm. But then along comes um, Isaac, just as God promised. And now Abraham has the promised son, you know, who's, who's going to um, fulfill from the very beginning, Genesis 12, where God promised to Abraham, from you a nation's going to come. Right? And now the son is here. That son, that is, um, that is Isaac, mm. you know, the, the promised one. And the the the, um, <clears throat> the huge thing about the story is um, the relationship between father and son, mm. or uh, you know any parents out there. I mean, it took me a while. I mean, when I, my son was first born, it, w- it took about two weeks, I think, when I was looking at him at the cot, and I realized, wow, that's my kid. You know, like it, mm. it, it, the penny dropped. Yeah. Do you know what uh, dawned on me when I when I had children, and uh, my oldest is also a son, mm. um, was that even though you've created this thing between yourself and your wife, and um, you sort of think that they're going to be little use, you know, yeah. little li- little versions yeah, of you, that's right. and then you realise that they're, they're, they're their own, own person, person yeah. and they're, they're different to you. They're not going to be exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, quite. Uh, that was a real um, shock for me, you know, as as my child grew up, and you realise that they've got their own unique individual characters, yeah. and yeah, yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, their own conscious speech. Mm. It's, it's amazing, mm. but it, it just dawned on me that when I when I was looking at him at the cot, and I realised, whoa. I'm responsible. Mm. I'm responsible for this guy, you know. And uh, suddenly, purpose, mm. purpose came, you know. But mm. uh, the, yeah, the story—it's a story elaborates. It's amazing. Mm. Uh, yeah, well, we we're going to get into it after the break. Um, Genesis 22. If you've got your Bibles handy, um, that's where we're reading from this morning. We've got a free book offer coming up. We'd love you to text us in today, and our show number, as always, Tazzy Encounters. Zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. That's zero four eight 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 zero eight nine one. We've got a question for you. Other than the gospel story, has someone ever sacrificed something significant for you? We'd love to hear from you today. We've got three copies of our book giveaway today, and uh, we might give the uh, book away to the first three who answer this question today. So, other than the gospel story, have has someone ever sacrificed something significant for you? Text us in on zero four double eight. 
880891. This is Yes I Will by Anthem Lights. Count on one thing The same God Who never fails Will not fail me Now Will not fail me Now In the waiting The same God Who's never late Is working all things out Is working all things out Yes I will Lift you Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today we're speaking with David Leo on our series, uh, it's Tassie Encounters but we've been talking about Father Abraham and today it's the final uh, program in this little series, I think you've done about six programs yeah, on Father Abraham six, yep. and uh, this is called The Final Test and we're focusing on Genesis chapter 22. We asked you a question earlier, other than the gospel story, has someone ever sacrificed something significant for you. We'd love to hear from you today. 
Do text us in. This is a live program. It's Anzac Day in 2023. So if you're listening to this on the 25th of April, it's live. <laughs> if you're getting a delayed program or a repeat, then uh, there may not be any book offers left. But uh, we're going to give our book offer away to the first three who uh, text us in and share something this morning. We'd love to hear from you. 0488 880891. So, David... Uh, this was a very challenging test in Genesis chapter 22 that Abraham faced. Yeah, yeah, he's come a long way with all the things that we've talked about before. We've, we haven't even covered everything that Abraham went through. But now he's, his son is here, the promised one that they've been waiting for. Um, we don't know how old, how, how old Isaac is here, but I remember reading one commentary where the person guessed that it was between 15 and 17. I think that's a lot of, that's a lot of years together, if that's, if that's the case, right? Um, and so now, now that the now that the boy's finally arrived, and uh, he's the one that's meant to make the nations, mm. you know, from Isaac. He's, that's where all these na- the promises coming from. We get the strange request from God, and it's in verses um, in Gen- Genesis twenty-two, verses one and two. Are you able to read that, please, Jason? Yeah, and uh, today I'm using the New International Version. Yep. It says, Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain, I will show you. <laughs> Okay. I'm always uh, very much challenged by this. <laughs> okay. Well, what's, the, what's the challenges? Well, the challenge, the challenge to me is why would God ask someone to sacrifice their son when, when this was the practice, I understand, to be the standard practice in the sort of ancient, other yeah, pagan ancient, cultures? That's right. That's right. Why would God ask Abraham to do this? Yeah. So, yeah, you've, you've already <laughs> brought up a point. You know, I think it was uh, ancient Phoenicia that was one of them that, um, sacrificing children to the gods mm. was a way to keep um, fertility of the land up. You know, it was um, it was a kind of like a a, pay, a payment mm. you know, to, to give a certain amount of children for the gods to provide. So Abraham was already familiar with that practice. Mm. So in a way, it wasn't a, it wasn't as surprising as it might be for us today. Right. Yeah, yeah, correct. So they didn't have that that shock. But still, it seems factor. to go against. You know what, God? <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. Yeah. It's true, isn't it? You know, yeah. and I think of um, I think of uh, uh, Paul. Paul in Acts seventeen, he goes to a goes to a group of people, finds an unknown God, and he uses poetry that they're familiar with. He says, um, "In Him we live and move and have our being." Remember these words that yeah. he quotes from the Greek poetry, and the poetry that he's quoting from. There's two poems. He quotes from uh, poems that are dedicated to Zeus, mm-hmm. but he makes and he says instead of Zeus, this is my God, right? And so he's talking about his God, but using their poetry to talk about his God. And the, I suppose the point that I'm trying to make here is God's going into Abraham's worldview of understanding to show him, hey, listen, how much do you love your son? Mm. How much? Yeah, because he, he actually spells it out from the son that you love. Mm. The, and he says the yes. only son. The only son. Yeah. Well, what does that sound like? Well, he actually had another son, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, right. Before this, yeah. But the, but this is the real son that that uh, the promised the, the promised son. Yeah, the promised son. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
And so that, I mean, that only son, yeah. you know, that, that just rings. I mean, New Testament hasn't been written yet, but when you think about the New Testament, straight away, probably the most popular Bible text in the world, and, you know, it's good that it is. For God so loved the world. Only, yeah, only yeah. begotten son, right? Mm. Only begotten son. And so he says, yeah, this is the only son you love. And it's as if he's trying to point out, Abraham, um, this relationship that you have with your son. Mm. This is not just any common relationship, you know. You love this. You love this kid. You've seen him grow up. Yeah, you've provided for him. This is the one that was promised to you, and the 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 author doesn't provide any details. There's no in between. There's there's nothing to tell us, you know, that he used to push him on a swing or take mm. him down to the the beach and throw pebbles and make it skim across. We just we make the uh, presumption from God's word, the son that you love, right? That they've developed this close relationship. And like you said, then it comes across and says, uh, the next thing is, sacrifice your son. And in Jeremiah and in 1 Kings and 2 Kings, it's very, very clear that God is against child sacrifice. Mm. Very clear. Mm. And yet he's calling Abraham, you know, I'm calling you to do the same thing, right? Mm. And now Abraham has to go through the, uh, you go through the, the demise, the, the torture. Whoa. I've, I've got to do this. I've got to practice what the, you know, what I've seen. You know, like uh, there's so many questions. Oh, big you time! Know, here, God promised him the uh, to be the father of many all the nations. nations. Yeah, and now he's asking him to sacrifice his only son. That's right. <laughs> and, and we don't see the discussion with mm. with Sarah. You know, we don't see any of that stuff in the in the in the text. But if we could read um, verse three to five, please. Yeah, it says, uh, early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I go and the boy over there. While I and the boy go over there. I think I read that wrong. <laughs> we will worship and then we will come back to you. Interesting. Mm. I find this I find this really interesting. Either Abraham's exercising faith, because they've made the journey now. They've gone three days, he looks in the distance, but he says to his two servants, You stay here with a donkey. He says, We will go up mm. and we will return. Right? Now, he's either saying we will return as I'm gonna come back with a dead body or we will return as in God's going to do something to intervene yeah yeah, and, mm. and I'm coming back with my son mm. right and so oh is, is Abraham so does that give us a hint that maybe Abraham expected God to do something um, something special here well that's, that's the, the way I read into it Jason I, mm. I think in his relationship with God now he's seen that God is able to do amazing things I mean mm. just the last time I spoke about Abraham he intervened by showing a dream to Abimelech, you know, like that's how God spoke to Abimelech, and uh, just just the, the the amount of things that God has done to to show Abraham, you know, even in Sodom and Gomorrah where they came and he was hospitable mm. to them, mm. he he realized, oh, the place is up in smoke, you know, it was just as the strangers these visitors said, and so he knows that God is a God of the impossible. Now, if Abraham is exercising faith. In the fact that God can bring Isaac back to life after sacrifice, then Abraham is already <laughs> believing in a gospel mm. that Jesus Christ or the God that he's serving 
can conquer death. So I was having a bit of a discussion with a mate about this last night, actually, and uh, is it faith? He asked me this question. Is it faith if you know the outcome? And I said, I said to him, well, maybe Abraham did have faith that something that God would do something special, but there's always that doubt, isn't there? There's, there's. You, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to explain this without um, uh, going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> I think faith always leaves a little bit of a question. Do you know Absolutely, what I mean? You, you, my, you've got to step out in faith, not knowing a hundred percent what right. the answer is going to be. Because my instant, my instant <clears throat> response to that is, uh, no, I don't believe it's faith if you know the outcome. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Because. Because it's sure. There's nothing to to, that's right. to put your faith in because you already know the outcome. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. You know, there's um, what's what's the word? I, I, I hate saying it this way, but there's nothing on your on your part that contributes towards you know mm. the, what, whatever's going on. So, mm. as you said, uh, that's the way I see it. I see that Abraham believes that God can do something. He just doesn't mm. know what it is. Yeah. Right. And, and we see we see some evidence in this. If we go mm. to um, verses. Uh, Verse 6 to 8, we can can see, see, yeah. It says, Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife, and the two of them went on together. Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied, the fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. Oh, so there it is. It's possible what you're saying, you know, like he's probably holding on to the fact that perhaps God can bring Isaac to life. Um, he'll probably provide a replacement before, mm. you know. He's going to do something. He's going to do something, you know. like. Yeah. Well, well, but well, nevertheless, he's asked me to do this and I'm going to go forward yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. And, and, there's, mm. and there's the whole faith journey again, you know, mm. like. This, when we're called to exercise faith, it seems illogical. Mm. You know, like why would why would God get me to do this? Why why should I, you know, go through whatever God's calling me to do? Mm. But we have faith that God will do something. Mm. You know, I mean, one of the greatest things that we hold on to as a promise is that um, is that uh, Jesus is coming soon. You know, for a fact that's happening. But faith, what's the outcome of my life? But mm. you know what? What choices do I make now to live that life that I believe in that and that Jesus is my savior and mm. will ultimately save and renew this earth? You know, mm. Mm. we've uh, had Danielle text us in with our question today. Um, do text us in zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Our question was: Other than the gospel story, has someone ever sacrificed <clears throat> something significant for you? We'd love to hear from you today, and our book offer is called No Greater Love. We'll tell you a bit more about that. Text us in, um, but Danielle has said, My mother sacrificed her goals to always be there, to love and care for me and my brother every day, putting us first. Wow. Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you, Danielle. And uh, if you're listening today, anyone else listening, uh, do text us in. Share us uh, a story from your life where somebody sacrificed something big for you. This is uh, Meredith Andrews with You're Not Alone. I searched for love 
possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today it's Anzac Day and we're speaking with David Leo on our final program relating to Father Abraham, the mm. final test. And uh, 
We've got a question for you. Do text us in today, 0488880891. Other than the gospel story, has someone ever sacrificed something significant for you? And that's, uh, if you answer our question today, we'll get you a copy. We've just got three copies of our book offer. We've got one, uh, we've got a couple of copies to give away still. Um, but do text us in. The book offer is called No Greater Love. David, uh, we're at this point where in uh, Genesis chapter 22 where Isaac had just asked Abraham, where's 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 the lamb? (laughs) Where's the sacrifice? (laughs) And uh, Abraham uh, says God will provide. Provide. Amen. Good on Abraham and his faith. You know, Danielle just uh, reminded me too of um, something my dad did when I was 11. He lost his job. Mm. And I could see, I could sense as a kid at 11 years old that it it was really sad. You know, he was down in the dumps. Mum was still working. She was the breadwinner. But um, Dad started mowing lawns, washing cars, and doing odd jobs around the neighborhood. He started letting the neighborhood know that he's available during the day and he's willing to do this. And, you know, still families around that knew us. So they're helping us out. Mm. <clears throat> so I'd go along um, uh, on a Sunday or sometimes if he had a job after school, I'd go with him to, to help him out. And um, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a lot of fun doing that with Dad. And um, my brother would help out as well. But later on in the future, I, you know, when I was older, I asked Dad to remember that. You know, I said, do you remember when blah, 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 blah? You know, and he says, yeah. I think I was in high school, maybe just finished high school. And he said, yeah. And I said, man, Dad, you know, you, <clears throat> you could have just went on the dole and just lived off the dole and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he said, yeah, I could have. But he said it was important to me that the two of you saw that when things don't go the way you wanted to go, just because you don't just give up. Yeah, just mm. because the chips are down, mm. it doesn't mean you go down. Mm. I was like, whoa, that's a huge lesson. Mm. Yeah, so my brother and me were like, wow, he, he actually instilled that in us. Mm. I think, man, that's amazing. So Danielle just reminded me. I'm like, whoa, man, that's that's big time. Mm. And so we look at Abraham and um, and Isaac now. Isaac's asked for the wood. And one thing that we we pick up here is that Isaac's familiar with the sacrifice. Uh, with the worship, yeah. the worship that the process, God had given to yeah. Adam and Eve, you know, mm. so we can see Abraham practices the same thing, mm. putting a lamb on the um, putting on the a lamb altar. on the altar, mm. so he understands the whole process. Mm. And so when they when they um, verses nine to uh, verses nine to twelve, if we could read that, please. Yeah, it says when they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. That whole... If somebody now had never heard the Bible story or the gospel mm. and chose to read this story for the first time. What type of reaction do you think? You'd- <laughs> wow. I think I think that question that I had first up would be, why would somebody ask you to kill your son? <laughs> why, why would your God? Yeah. Why, why would, would your God, God ask, yeah. ask for something like yeah, this? exactly. And now Abraham in the hot seat. Because, oh, man, when I, when I put myself, when I try and um, relate to the story, no, I've got two sons now. Mm. But to think... I've, you know, I've got a daughter, but to think that I would do anything to any of them, you know, like it just, it, it is, um, it, it feels quite sickening, mm. you know, and I think, oh, mm. but I mean, hey. just as we, as we look back at history and we look back at the, the cultures that actually had human sacrifice, mm. it is sickening. Yeah. You know, I've been to places where they've, 
where this was, used to be the culture, and it's a horrific thing. Yeah, it, it, it yeah, it's, it's out of it's out of this world for yeah. us. You know, we can't we can't even begin to think, you know, what, what's happening here. Mm. And uh, now, now Abraham gets this unique insight of understanding how. God the Father has given his only son. Mm. You know, he now he can empathize with the pain, the suffering, the sorrow, you know, the this is the story of the gospel. This is a story of the a gospel. A couple of thousand years earlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Abraham Abraham's probably not even aware of how how um, intimate his his experiences now, you mm. know, knowing that wow, this is the you know, when he's to, when he's told to hey, withhold don't 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 go any further. Mm. He doesn't actually have to go through with it. Mm, but Jesus did. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like you said, thousands, thousands of years in the future, mm. it's actually executed. Mm. You know? It's, and um, if, we, if we didn't understand the need for God, the lawgiver, to be the one that was sacrificed, anyone would think, oh, man, this is, this is sickening. Mm. This is gross. Mm. But for our salvation, it had to happen. Mm. You know, the, the blood of the Lamb was shed and the blood of Jesus Christ had to be shed because of our shortcomings, mm. right? And then so Abraham is here having this unique insight of what the plan of salvation is all about. Who knows what was going through his thoughts as he's looking at his son tied up. Isaac, there's nothing here to indicate that Isaac tried to run away, tried to... So this relationship between Isaac and Abraham and how Isaac's been brought up is enough for him to trust his dad mm. and trust his father and his obedience to God. Yeah, there's no, there's no description there of uh, Isaac sort of having a fight with his no. father, <laughs> is no. there? He was like, you know, when he, when he got up there, and I don't know what he explained to his son, his son was like, well, mm. if I'm the lamb that's provided, mm. then, you know, this is what God's called you to do, then let's go through with it, you know? That in itself is is quite incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. And, I, and, I, and we don't know this, but... I hope Isaac heard that voice too. Mm, Abraham, oh, hold I'm back sure that. I'm sure he did. I'm yeah, sure hold did. back that. You know, hold back that knife. Then no need to to mm. go through with this. Mm. And then we find out what God does next. Uh, verses thirteen to eighteen. If you could read that, please. Abraham looked up, and there in the thicket he saw a ram mm. caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, "The Lord will provide." And to this day, it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and you have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand of the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. There it is. There's the, uh, there's the, the promise. The promise. <laughs> it's come full circle. Mm. And it's come full circle because Abraham, Because of his faith. Yeah. First left his and home obedience. country. Mm. And now he's come to this climax of it's not just leaving your place of residence. Mm. It's your family. You know, this is a, a loving relationship. And we see here, you know, God never fails to compensate or give us the provision that we need where, mm. you know, he didn't have to sacrifice his own son. This ram, mm. as you've pointed out, 
was provided. Is yeah, it's mm. a, it's a it's pointing point towards to Jesus cross. Christ mm. that, that that comes on our behalf. You know, we, mm. we we don't end up suffering carrying that 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 loss. Mm. It's Jesus Christ that does that. You mm. know, so wow. Mm. Right, we'll, we'll talk about that more in, in our final segment. No Greater Love is our book offer today. It's uh, True Stories of the Ultimate Sacrifice. No Greater Love is a compilation of timeless stories of human sacrifice and divine love, full of inspirational stories of those who made the ultimate sacrifice for others, both known and unknown. This book will be perfect for family or if you're at, uh, you know, if you've got groups, small groups, that sort of thing. It's a great book to share stories together and uh, stories that illustrate God's ultimate sacrifice for us. So this is by Carl Hafner, and uh, we would love you to answer our question today. Other than the gospel story, has someone ever sacrificed something significant for you? And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Text us in on 0488 This uh, beautiful song is called Faith to be Strong by Andrew Peterson. faith to be strong Father we are so weak Our bodies are fragile and weary And as we stagger and stumble to walk where you lead, give us faith to be strong Give us faith to be strong Give us strength Life is not long, but it's hard Give us grace to go on Make us willing and able Lord, give us faith to be strong Give us peace when we're torn Mend us up when we break Flesh can be wounded and shaky When there's much too much trouble for one heart to take Give us peace when we're torn Give us faith to be strong Give us strength to be faithful This life is not long but it's hard Give us grace to go on, make us willing and able, Lord, give us faith to be strong. Give us hearts to find hope. Father, we cannot see how the sorrow we feel can bring freedom. And as hard as we try, Lord, it's hard to believe. So give us hearts to find hope. Give us faith to be strong. Give us strength to be faithful. This life is not long. Be strong. 
listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and we're finishing up our program today with David Leo. And we've been talking about Abraham, the final test. This was a very significant test that um, God uh, asked him to go through. And we've just found out that he successfully uh, put that test into practice, but God also provided a way mm. out. So. Um, now, we've been asking you a question today, and uh, there's still time to text us in. Other than the gospel story, has someone ever sacrificed something significant for you? We'd love to hear from you today, 488 That's uh, if you want to claim our book offer, No Greater Love, and we talked about that a little bit earlier. Maybe if uh, we've still got a copy left at the end of the program, we might give the code away, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'd love you to share a story with us today. David, um, we've uh, we've just had a look at this story, and yeah. uh, we've seen how God provided not only the ram, but we were looking forward to how, yeah, Jesus, how Christ. Jesus Christ was that lamb, ultimately. That, that's right. Mm. You know, and, and it's, it's um, something we really need to keep in mind when we're thinking about this story. We've, we as humans have come up with so many devices and so many ways of how to compensate for that missing piece in our lives, you know, like thinking that we can um, cover the shame and, and whatever things we've done wrong in the past and um, actually, my, my son was talking about. It. I think he he was explaining a movie that he watched. A bit nervous about what that movie was about, but he said that the whole thing, the whole movie, was based on um, people being blackmailed because of the secrets that they had, mm. and the person was going to oust them because they knew the secret, you mm. know, and, and they were going to th- throw it online. And so he was able to manipulate all these people through um, through the secrets and the shame that they held on to, mm. and you know. It, as we talked about it, you know, I suppose typical being a pastor dad, and I turned it into the salvation story, you know, like this is this is where we can see through worship you know, that, that it's in worship that we reveal and tell God our secrets. Mm. You know, we're able to tell others, our family members, and things about things that we're ashamed of, you know, ashamed to, to reveal or, or tell others about because Jesus is able to provide and compensate for the gap. You know, for the for the the liabilities of these burdens that you're carrying, you know, it says in the it says in the story that Abraham gave the wood to Isaac to carry, you know, and we think we've got to carry that for the rest of our lives, you know, and we learn from the story. Nah, we we don't, you know, the the the, the fact is, whatever we do, and uh, whatever we try, it's not sufficient. Mm. We we just we're going to come up. What's that? What's an Australian saying? We're going to come up Buckley's every single time. You know, it's never, it's, it's never going to be sufficient. And then we learn here that Jesus Christ only, or the Ram, is able, is sufficient for our provision. Mm-hmm. And so, when we come into this journey of faith, if we're to follow in the steps of Abraham, you know, the the, the first things that uh, we're called to do could be strange things. You know, um, change your job or. Um, Start um, start eating more healthy. You know, mm. Start start observing the Sabbath. Maybe you never practiced the Sabbath before. Oh, let me plug that really quickly. We're talking about you know, the importance of me teaching the kids about my kids about the reverence on Anzac yeah, Day. Yeah, Anzac Day. I, it, it triggered my mind towards the Sabbath. Actually. Really? Yeah. yeah. It did. You know? Could you imagine if we didn't have one day 
every week just to stop and give gratitude mm. to God for providing mm. everything, mm. you know, redemption, providing this creation, mm. providing, giving us family and friends, food, you know. Imagine we didn't stop and pause just to give gratitude. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, Jason, I, <laughs> you probably don't have to imagine. You know, we can we can see how some how some parts of our of the world start acting when we think we're entitled to these things. You know, it's a, it's an incredible thing. So that's a gift. Sabbath being provided and worship, you know, worship being provided to us is a gift to tell us, hey, there are things that we can be grateful for. You know? I, I love this uh, the, this verse just on that topic. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'll, I'll be very quick. But uh, Exodus thirty one thirteen that says, "Tell the people of Israel, be careful to keep my Sabbath day, for the Sabbath is a sign of the covenant between me and you from generation to generation. It is given so that you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy." Yeah, the Sabbath is a reminder of the sacrifice that Christ died for us he's the one who makes us holy it's not it's not about our works it's about what he's done for what us. he do, what he mm. provides mm. right it's his and, provision and, and that verse he just read mm. is read to the people of israel mm. right uh, moses is the leader right now mm. and god is saying to them to remember the covenant what covenant the covenant that was made with abraham right mm. this is the co- you it's through you people through you that i'm going to make the nations great it's mm. through you that the ram the ultimate ram is going to come from right yeah that jesus is coming from in in the as the, as the promise, the promise of the, that Messiah, mm. and when we when we look at it that way, and we see that, um, you know, seeing Jesus as the ultimate provider, we've got to humble ourselves. Mm. We've got to come to a point where you know, I I can't I can't do this. Only God is able to do this, and so praise the Lord for the story of Abraham, somebody that trusted. For some reason, responded to the the voice of God when He said, "Leave your your place of residence, come follow Me." And He did. And now, this is this is huge. If you if you were to look at the ancient world, mm. what's happened here is Abraham's converted. <laughs> he no longer sees this Yahweh God, the God that he decided to follow. He doesn't see Him as a replacement now for the other gods, because the ancient gods, uh, like the ones you do children's sacrifices or the, the pagan or heathen gods, they were gods that looked after the long-term problems. You know, they were, they were meant to send rain when the crops weren't coming. They were meant to look after things that were... They, they weren't seen as gods that would take care of right now. Here and now. The here mm. and now. Mm. And Abraham now sees this God's not one of them. He mm. He provided just when I needed him most, right? Right here. Right now, he's provided this ram, this ticket. And so what's happened is his worldview is now changed from this many gods, and perhaps this god's a little bit different, you know, to no, this is the one and only god, and the other gods are false. Mm. That, that's a huge, that's a, um, if we could appreciate how much Abraham's mind has changed mm. through understanding the story of salvation, the and, gospel, and and truly having developed that level of faith that uh, that even though he was being asked to do something that was seemingly uncomfortable, very uncomfortable, oh, yeah. uh, seemingly not perhaps consistent, but he still had the faith to to be obedient. Amazing, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that is so true. Mm. <laughs> I love how you said that. The faith. To be obedient, mm. you know, obedience, uh, man. That's a um, 
when it comes to journeying with God. You know, we just we just covered the change, you know, with Sabbath and you know, things things that God asks us to do in order to develop our faith. Mm. Obedience definitely comes with it. You know, mm. you can't you can't do it without it. Mm. And it's it's not the obedience first; it's the faith first, and then the uh, the obedience follows. Just that. like what Abraham did, right? Yeah, just exactly. like what Abraham did. Mm. And it's only through that it's only through that that you will be able to see how God provides. Mm. You know, and and we see that man. And I, you know, like the encouragement. The encouragement here is, um, in a world of, in a world caught up in uh, just consumerism, mm. you know, that we take, 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 and just what's the latest thing to buy or whatever. Um, we tend to forget the importance of uh, the fact that we we don't have enough. Mm. You know, we don't have enough, and it's important to see. Oh wow, God is enough. You know, mm. and I, I want to encourage our listeners. You know, never ever think when you go on the faith of journey that you're going to come up short. Mm. God will provide somehow, mm. some way, mm. just like He did for Abraham. Yeah, just have faith in that. I've I've learned that in my life, and uh, I know for me, there's different areas of my life where I've learned to uh, put my trust in God and. Uh, he hasn't let me down. Amen. So. Amen. <laughs> we just pray that uh, you can also experience that with uh, your relationship with God today. Um, it's been a great series on Abraham. I've been uh, listening to them. You've done most of these with Carmelina. So uh, next week you're going to start something new. It's going to be a bit of a surprise. Well, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to piggyback off Father Abraham. I want to look at. I want to talk about relationships. So okay. yeah, yeah, that that would be the next series. Relationships between. You know, husband, wife, awesome. children, friends, yeah. And uh, you're back tomorrow with Carmelina, and you're going to be talking about Samson tomorrow, Samson. I believe. yes. Yeah, awesome. Now, for those listening, we do have the code for the book offer, uh, FATHER8, F-A-T-H-E-R, number 8-0488-880-891. There's still two copies of the book to give away. So FATHER8, text that in, and you can claim your free book offer today. David, thank you. It's been good to uh, have a, a, a program together again. Yes. And uh, do join us uh, with Carmelina and David tomorrow. This is Grace That Is Greater by Bart Millard. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord Grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt Yonder on Calvary's mountain There where the blood of the Lamb was spilled Grace, grace, God's grace Grace that will pardon and cleanse within Grace, grace, God's grace Grace that is greater than all our sin Grace, grace.
Grace.